Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast presented by Golficity. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We've got weekly episodes every single week. And of course, the big story we got to talk about this week, Mike, Kapalua. We've got some scoring records. Yeah, we do. Right? We got Cam doing some incredible things. But we put a poll out there. Who wore it better? Because okay. Cam is still rocking the mullet. You got to give him points for sticking with it. He's got the mullet. Loving it. I All think right. he's going to stick with it. But I think so, too. But OG John Daly mm-hmm. or current day Cam Ooh. Smith, who takes it I saw for the poll. better mullet? Let's put that poll up there, I Zach. saw it. Let's see. Oh, of course. They went daily. Look they at that. 61% daily. over 39. Now, John looks a little more cleaner, I should say. A little more conditioner in there. Looks yeah, a little I like heard someone refer to Cam's as a rat tail. Yeah, more than a I could see it. Little... Uh, it's definitely, you know. Yeah, but we're looking at like a sweaty end of round Cam. I'm not trying to, you know, make excuses for him. But go back to that real quick. I wanted to just take a look at that because Daly's looks, look how, look, that's a lot of conditioner. It's fluffy. It's blowing in the wind. Cam's looks sweaty, messy. Well, I showed this to my wife who doesn't know who either person is. Mm-hmm. And she asked me immediately, she says, is that real? She asked me, like, is yeah, that real? Like, she wanted to see if I was like pranking her or videotaping yep. her response. But I tell you what. <laughs> You guys like John Daly because on we put the poll out on the uh, YouTube uh, community page as well, and 951 votes, 66% went to John Daly. So it mirrored that poll that we put on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so I tell you what, you guys, you I, like the OG John I Daly. I think just a lot of people are, are just hating on the Cam Smith hairdo. I hear a lot of negativity how how rat-taily it does look. Even more credit to him for keeping it going. Of because I, I've I've heard in interviews too where he said both his uh his girlfriend, who I think now is his fiance, he might have gotten engaged. He might have. Uh, I thought I saw that somewhere in the news. But both his girlfriend and his mother both tell him repeatedly that they hate it and to get <laughs> rid of it, and he's keeping it going. And I guess what it comes back to is uh, he's a big rugby guy, mm-hmm. you know, being from Australia. And I guess that was a trend with some of the with the Australian rugby team, and uh, they got him into it, and now he's into it. But he's committed now. This is no fad. He's had that hair going yeah. like that for at least a year. It's a story, man. He's going to stick with it. Plus, he just set a PGA Tour scoring record. Yeah. So now you don't shave it. Yeah, and he's he's playing well. He's Mm -hmm. playing well. So I guess uh, keep it going. It's like it's like today's version of a playoff beer. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to go for. I can see that over there. I can see you're going going long. Hoping for the mullet. It's uh, oh my lord! You know, Look at that. Thing. That thing got, a, got gets, a couple of that's a couple months Edward to get there. Right there. Cam Smith mullet. Listen, that thing gets long enough. You got to let us in studio shave the sides and make that thing a full yeah. mullet. He'll never let us. I'm do down it. with that. Have he's you, doing you, it. Do you man bun that? Not yet. It's not long enough. Well, I need another probably four months. Wow. Four right. months, and then uh, he gets the full a, mullet treatment. Full mullet <laughs> man bun treatment. <laughs> anyway, we're going to jump more into that. We're going to talk about. It. We're going to talk about the previous scoring record with Ernie Els, because um, which Ernie, I didn't know. He told me this morning, so that's interesting. Well, I saw Ernie's tweet. He yep, was kind of yep. joking around, talking about how it finally someone broke his record. But uh, not only him, I, I three guys did it last week, which just shows you. Um, how scorable Kapalua is. Yeah. And and we're going to see something different this week. Sony, guys still go low, but it's it's not the the course is not as reliant on wind conditions mm-hmm. as a defense than Kapalua is. Right, yes. If Kapalua, the wind is down, those guys can just go as low as it, which was clearly here. I think Cam had three bir- uh three uh eagles and I god knows how many birdies. I couldn't I mean, yeah, imagine three 30 eagles something in a week. birdies, yeah, right? It, it's it, just ridiculous. Insane. 
But anyway, one of the things that I had to show you, this popped across my feed and immediately I, I saw this and, and we reshared it on the, on the golf is the Instagram account, but Seve's one iron, mm -hmm. you know, we've been talking more and more about Seve. I, I mean, I, I think this guy, he's just been an inspiration. We did recently did a three club challenge that was inspired by Seve and showing how he early on in his career, he was so limited. He only played with a one iron. He had to learn the game. So now he, he eventually could do anything with that one iron. He could hit flop shots out of a, a bunker with it, which is just incredible. But you look at this wear pattern on his one iron, and it's just pure goals. Look you at know, that thing. It's just, I mean, we see there, you say, we found that it flushing at golf handle, but it originally, I think, came from uh, the Seve account. Whoever's running the Seve account mm -hmm. shared that thing. Uh, I'll tell you what, I would kill for a wear pattern like that on Seriously. any of my clubs. Seriously. But pull that back up for a second again, Zach, and you see here somebody in the comments he said, could have been a groove higher. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm hoping that's tongue-in-cheek because we're talking about one of the best ball strikers ever. But look at that wear pattern. Look at that. Look at that club. And by the way, I didn't tell you this, but last night I'm lying in bed and I couldn't sleep. So I went on eBay and I actually purchased the zero iron. You did? Yeah, I bought the Wilson John Daly zero iron. Nice. It's It was a, you know, a decent price. It was cheap because it's used and it's, it's, it's in route. It'll be here in about two weeks. Yeah. It's got a great grip on it. Nice, good, strong shaft. I mean, it looks way better than that one iron that I one iron that, this yeah. thing looks sturdy because made from wilson okay it's a driving iron it's zero it's a zero on the top zero. <laughs> I, I and you know it all comes down to that shaft because like the the one iron that we have we did a couple of videos with it's just yeah. too whippy the shaft mm -hmm. i just can't it is whippy it's hard to I mean? hit but it's uh, it'll be interesting what is it i think what is a zero iron considered in loft um i think it's got to be like it's somewhere around like what 10 7 to 10 degrees of loft on a zero because I think a one iron is, is what's a putter. Putter's usually like what three, four. Right. I mean, even I think loft. Phil played with like a seven degree putter. Be a little bit of loft. I on think it. yeah, I remember hearing something like so that. So he basically has one iron. But loft. I've seen one iron somewhere in the in the eleven to thirteen degree okay. loft. I gotta look it up. If I'm if I'm wrong, that let makes me know sense. In the seems comments. about right. Seems about right because our drivers are about what nine to ten, eleven, right? Yeah, nine. Right. 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 So. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. We'll have to check That'll that out. That'll be fun to play. With. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yep. it's going to be a challenge. But let's let's dig in a little bit and talk about the century. So first of all, last week, Mike, mm -hmm. you made a long shot bet on Phil Mickelson. How'd that work out for you? Not so great. Not so great. And guys, if you missed last week, I talked about uh, small bets on I don't know. I, I go on this gambling app, and I which is funny. It's so funny. I live on the border of New York and New Jersey, mm -hmm. so I have to walk into the cul-de-sac out the front door oh to place God. the bet. Because if I'm in my living room, they can they think I'm in New York. That's funny. But anyway, I threw five bucks on Mickelson. If he would have hit, I think it was uh, fifteen hundred dollars. Like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. Like what if the guy has a lights out week, like he did at Capo, uh, at uh, Kiwa? Yeah. You know, what if he really shows up to win? Um, so that's my thing every day. So this week it didn't work out. I think he finished almost almost dead last. He was in, at the end there. Um, you were ripping me for it. Like you pick the guy with no experience and you throw five bucks on him. Yes, because that's what my betting strategy is all about. I don't take the, the guys who are favored. I got some guy in here like Higo on here. I don't, I don't know who he is. I think he was, he's some new up-and-coming golfer on tour. I threw two bucks on him this week at this the Sony, week. and if he wins, like a 1000 bucks. Okay. You like I the, love the long the shots. Long shot. He loves the long shot. You know? Eat well, the slop. I tell you what, we, you know, speaking of which, you know, last place, you know this, last place How uh, incredible the is century. This? Um, gets a hundred and one thousand dollars. Yeah, a non-miss cut event. Non you get a hundred one grand, a family trip to, to the Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, it's and almost like it. your bonus for winning on the PGA Tour. It's a bonus event. 
Yeah, you that's right? your bonus. Yeah, it's a great bonus. Yeah, but it, I I tell you what, no matter what, it's it, it's it's a fun event every year. I always enjoy it. Like I said, just for all the reasons we talked about last week, you know, getting to watch that prime time golf later in the day, and you know, it's it just beautiful golf courses. And every once in a while, like, sure, I I of course for all the reasons you can imagine, I love the majors. I love mm-hmm, to see these mm-hmm. golf courses that are just tuned up just to like beat these guys bad. And you know, you got the winning score. They're lucky if they're under par. But I also like the other side of the spectrum. Sometimes just letting these guys have a pure shootout. Just unleash these guys. Same thing, yeah. Right, and then 33 under, 32 under, 31 under. I mean, it's insanity, but it's it's fun. I mean, so that was fun to watch. But speaking of which, $101,000 the guy in last place. Now, this is its own, like I said, it's a no-cut event. It's a smaller field event. It's an invite champions uh, event. It's not every PGA Tour event is like this, but... This week, another thing that surfaced was Jack Nicholas, uh, an image of his first uh, check he won for his first PGA Tour win. I believe it was in 1962. Let's see. My, uh, Zach, can you pull that up? It's a 60 years ago. So on this day, 60 years ago, is his first. is 1962 LA Open. $33.33 $33 for tying 50th. It just shows you how far this game's come. Now, before we talk about what, what you would make in 50th place now, do you know what that is adjusted for inflation? Were you able to find a little inflation calculator? I'm on? doing it right now. 33 bucks with a 3% inflation after 60 years is only 194 bucks. After six years? We're saying 60, 60 years. Six zero. Am I doing 60. that wrong? That doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. We'll get, <laughs> what did I call you last week? Rain Man? Rain Man. Yeah. But but anyway, so I'll, while Mike figures that out. <laughs> while Mike <laughs> figures his life out. Right. Uh, for reference, so last year, the 2021 Butterfield Bermuda Championship, uh-huh. right? So it's it's no huge event, but it's a PGA Tour event. Uh, 50th place took home $15,717. Another reference, 2021 3M Open, 50th place there was good for $16,962. Yeah. So obviously the game has changed quite a bit in, in the uh, – it really has. These guys can make. It really, really has. Um, man. I and I love when guys do dive in and do the the real calculations. Like somebody did it recently for like Ben Hogan, and they went through and they said if it was current day. So this is not just inflation because you understand something. The other thing is that compensation has changed dramatically as the the tour has grown. Mm-hmm. It's it's grown in viewership, therefore bringing bigger sponsors. I think a lot of people can argue that Tiger, the Tiger effect, had a huge. Yep. Uh, part in that you know and, and I, i've heard other pga tour players thanking tiger for what he's done for the game in that way by bringing more eyes bring more. i mean think about it tiger brought like nike into the game that's right, right yeah and then there's mm-hmm. bringing big names and big money into the game and then now you're starting to see these purses go up and up which by the way we'll talk about more later in the show i got to talk about on the women's side, we're starting to see that, which I think it's been long overdue. Yeah, for the sure. The purse is I increasing there. Yep. So I, this is beyond just inflation. Yeah, it it is three hundred and three dollars, by the way. Three hundred and three dollars. It's only thirty-three bucks. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's so a hundred thousand in nineteen sixty-two. Is it worth about a million today? Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So this is far more than just inflation. Um, but you're starting to see that the PGA Tour, you're getting more. You know, it, it's becoming more and more lucrative, and it's becoming more and more competitive. Um, here's another thing I didn't know this when I was researching some of these, like what people had made at different spots for 50th place. I came across this um, in 2021. The PGA Tour paid out a bonus of fifty thousand dollars to every player who played in 15 or more events, um, which is just about every player in the top 150. That's sweet. 
nice little bonus just for being out there. And I, and I saw 50 grand. And I was wondering, what is the incentive behind this bonus? I, I, I was wondering if, do you think hmm. this is COVID related? Do you think this was an incentive to get more guys out there traveling and playing again uh, in a year where some guys might sit certain events out? But why would they need to incentivize guys to go out and win trophies and make money? Well, that's what I'm saying. Was the need was, was were there some guys, especially in the top ranks, who be like, where maybe money's not as much of a driver for them anymore, who might say, I may sit out a couple more extra events this year. I'm traveling less with COVID. Do you think it was a COVID incentive, mm. or do you think this is just something that? I think I they're mean, just so rich with money, they don't know what to do with hey, it. Because you look I at mean, like that's the player incentive program. Yeah, these guys are making su- such big bucks. Is it fifteen starts, or do you have to make fifteen cuts? It's you had to play in fifteen events. So you had to make show up. Starts. You had to show up to fifteen. Zach, events. show up to work fifteen times. We'll give you fifty grand. Fifty thousand hey, dollars. I'd love that. And, sh- <laughs> and shave your head too. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, r- regardless, have I mean, to be more than fifty thousand for that. Okay. We're seeing like the yeah. PGA Tour, and I I do like that the money the PGA Tour is clearly raking it in. Right, Clearly. viewership is way up. We saw like viewership even at like with Tiger with the PNC was was as high as it was at the Open Championship. So viewership is is compounding, but it's good to see that money in some ways going back to the players who are the who are driving the the viewership. Definitely, so Definitely. Nice you know, I don't hate it. And, and actually, last week we debated who had the harder schedule: the MLB or PGA Tour. Yeah. And uh, the comments got hot. They got hot. People had very strong opinions in both directions. I still agree with my opinion on on MLB. I think it's a gruel. I think it's a grind, man. And people were saying MLB. I could you're see a still, lot of and I and I still doubling down on PGA Tour. Yeah. You know, some guys I, were I making good solid go points of saying like PGA Tour. Like you're starting. I, I mean, uh, these bonuses aside, and and of course the contracts you sign for like uh, sponsorship deals and apparel deals aside, mm-hmm. you got to go out there every week, and you have that 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 pressure to win and perform, you know, with, with the, with MLB, you know, you sign a contract and of course you got to perform so you can sign another contract. So you don't you go could, to AAA. You could hit a se- seven year contract. You're getting paid the same amount of money, no matter how you perform. Now there are bonuses. I get course, it. There's like little structures, stuff like that. But, um, that's a lot of pressure to know, like some weeks you come in 50th place, you're making 15,000 bucks. It might not even cover your, the other thing we haven't talked about is the other side of that coin is the expenses. Think about PGA Tour players yeah. nowadays with what it costs for them. It costs to, their team. Right. To the do teams it. around them. The teams the, around them. They've got a right. swing guy, a fitness guy. Mm-hmm. They, gotta, they gotta pay all those people. Right. They're on the and payroll. They gotta travel. They you know what I mean? Whereas you belong to an MLB team, you show up to work and travel's taken care of. For, right, you're traveling right. So with like the team. there's there's expenses. So there's gonna be some weeks on I, the PGA Tour. You're you're playing Thursday through whenever, probably if you're cut, it's probably you know, Tuesday through Thursday. Um, you're playing your practice rounds, yeah. and then you may walk home with nothing. It's true. You may walk home with nothing, and it just becomes more of an expense than anything else. So maybe I guess if we rephrase that and we talked about a, you know the up-and-coming PGA Tour player versus an up-and-coming MLB player, who's got it harder? Who has more pressure? Yeah. You know, it's that's a tough one because— I think it's a good debate because, yeah. you know what? Both of them, when you think about the, the lower leagues, the farm leagues yeah. and stuff like that— that's so hard. I mean, the, the, a lot of these guys—they're—they're—it's an investment. They're putting. They're—they're they're not making back what the what the cost is for them. There was a kid in high school that was like the the, the most talked about guy around. He threw like ninety four miles per hour. He was a phenom. Mm. He went to like top college. He made it to AAA, but after AAA, we've never heard from him again. He just wasn't good enough to get up to the pro level. 
And like the whole time growing yeah. up, I'm like, dude, this guy's gonna. And go you always places. think he's the best guy in your town by far, but it's just can't just, hack it. Exactly. It's incredible. same on tour. Best golfer in town, but right. still can't make it. It just shows. There's so much pressure. Of course. Anyway, switching back, talking about Cam again, because I, I want to make sure we, we talk about this um, the scoring record. I mean, I think it was incredible what what he did. No matter what, you could say it was easier conditions, whatever it is. 33 under par 34 34 under let's par. give him that one more stroke yeah, give him everything he earned uh it's it's like video game it, is video it sounds games. it reminds me of you talking about you playing now, i when xbox. i play kapalua see 65 64 64, 64 my kapalua scores on xbox look like 56 57 54 <laughs> i have a good day i go 54 i'm making eagles all day Jeez. but yeah it's like video game golf for these guys there and like you said when the wind is down i mean some of those par fives are, are reachable with like an eight iron yeah, you know it, it's insane. Yeah, it, it it's just it's that whole it's a totally different tournament if it's windy. Um, but we we looked took a quick peek through the bag, um, uh, Cam's bag. Um, obviously, titleist guy, Big titleist guy. Uh, yeah. The TSI three driver, um, TSI two three wood. I think he had the new SM nines there, which we're going to talk about in a sec. Did he have the SM nines in the bag? He, yeah, I think he had them in there. Yep, he had the new SM nines in yeah. in play. I think all of them out there who are titleist staffers had the uh, had those wedges in the bag. Yep, and he's playing the T100 uh, irons as well. Of course. Yeah, so it, it's just, the, again, incredible what he was able to do. Um, by, by the way, speaking of that, speaking of running to the bag, just a, a quick sidebar. So my, my, my father went to get a lesson from Sprecher. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he, he, um, he, he did like a swing of that, like he did with Zach. He did like that interview. Yep. And he's trying to get him to swing deeper. And he told him, he goes, and my mother took a lesson too, because they both golfed. Don't together. tell me he's as steep as you. No. Don't tell me he goes, runs the he family. said to him, he goes, he goes, I don't know how your son's related to you. He, he takes more divots, but the two of you combined for life. He's like, <laughs> You guys take no divots. He's like, I, he, There's no genetics here. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that just made me think of it when we were going through the. That uh, is shocking. That it, yeah, no genetics. I didn't get that from my parents. All right. No. I did not. So my we got to find out where you got so that. We'll find it. We'll find out. Where Which, by the way, coming out, we got a video coming out with, with your biggest divot ever that is, oh, which is saying a we're lot. calling it a manhole cover it's like the size of this table <laughs> yeah something was we up with something the, was with, off with the ground that day yeah that one little divot like ripped up a, a it's nice just cover. that the fairway had gotten so wet and soaked it just like once yeah. you started it it's like when you, you peel the corner or something and the whole thing, the comes, whole thing off. comes off that, that's exactly what happened with that divot. Right. mike could have worn that thing as a cape I yeah yes. like batman i definitely could have you, so you'll, you'll have you'll have to see that one on the main golf history channel that'll be coming out real soon um but yeah the course record there's like I said, a lot of guys went low and imagine you know your guys like john rom and, and you break you also break the the scoring record previously held by uh ernie ells and uh you don't hold it for long because cam beat you by a stroke or he beat two. you he got you so wait so ernie was 31 under and that was held out for 19 years yeah so and incredible and hilarious he um he has to get that extra dig in there. Ernie Els tweets out, it was about time. So yeah. it was 2003. Throw that graphic back Those up Those old-timers love giving it to the young guns. It was uh, 2003, I believe. We looked it up, and uh, I, what was it? How many under was, was... 31, I think you said, right? 31 under, it says it right there. 31 under at Kapalua. At Kapalua. Of course. Just That's the place you. to go low. That if there was ever like an over-under, like football betting and golf, you, you take it at Kapalua. You take it at Kapalua. Especially nowadays when you get that weather forecast and a couple days in yeah, advance. Exactly. You know where these guys are going to go. Uh, but so do the bookies, and they know how to yeah, set that that's over true. under. They know that's too. for sure. Um, um, how do you think you'd fare there? I mean, uh, these guys went lovely. Like, think about I it. I would just, just die to play there. I just, I mean, I honestly think that I, would, I wouldn't play well. I mean, there was a, a P PGA Tour set up layout mm -hmm. from our tees. Forget about the tips. Okay. 
from our tees, just a regular round of golf. I don't think we're going low. It's a tough course. It is a tough course. Plus, I think we, we would just be stunned by the beauty. Like, we wouldn't even be thinking golf. I'm just thinking about, like, with your game, like, with your length, I mean, you could get close to some of these par fives and two like they that's were true. doing. I mean, that's those are huge scoring opportunities. Do you think I could shoot under par there? <laughs> no. <laughs> you said no a lot later than I thought you should. Like, I thought it was instant no. Instant no. I, I mean, under I can't shoot under par, par anywhere, but I just want—I wanted like, to hear your response to that. You—you're happy when you break eighty. You do it once. I mean, you're talking about taking a lot more strokes off. I'm just glad to go he, under. He par. actually hesitated to think about it, but I was you. trying to think. Can can you, in a course like that, from the tees that we should be playing, take about? It would be you'd have no. to take about eight to ten extra strokes off of your better rounds to shoot under par. There's no. That's way. what you would have to do. There's no way. I'm trying to think in my mind, where would you get those strokes? It would really depend. If you're, you had to be putting, you'd have to have your game and you'd be putting hot. I think the question should be from the front tees. We should be debating whether or not I should break par because if I can't break par from the amateur tees at the local Muni, who who thinks I'm going to do it at Capitol? Right, right. Yeah. It's funny how the, the tour players go low and all of a sudden we're bold. I know. Like, yeah, we like can We do see 3,400 like, we can it's do It's like, it. I love that that meme. It comes up like every every time I watch a PGA Tour event, it's a guy on his couch. It's his PGA Tour uh, player misses a, a five-foot putt and the guy's just like turning off the TV. He's like, yeah. this guy's This terrible. The guy who goes super low and he starts Googling how to get on the tour. You've seen that meme. How to join yes. the PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, so another, but we got another week in, in, in Hawaii. This week. That's right, double week. Double week. Uh, a lot of guys are sticking around. One that's not, though, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. I think he's had enough of Hawaii. No, he has injured. You think he's faking an injury? Not faking an injury. I'm sure something's going on there, but... Well, he, he claims his, his wrist is injured, okay. uh, and he, he's out, wrist, wrist soreness. But he, I think it digs into a bigger question, and that's yeah. just whether or not... Uh, it's going to be this, It's the old question, because people were asking this about Tiger... People asked this about Rory when he started to bulk up and, and get his swing speed up. Mm-hmm. Is he putting too much of a strain on the body? Is is this is longevity a question when you see what, what he's I doing? mean, trying, physically trying to get 230 mile per hour ball speed over and over and over again, training in a simulator, it's gotta do something to your wrist. You would think it's gotta Arms, it's backs, gotta put strain on the joints something. and stuff. But now you also I don't think that Bryson is somebody who does anything without thinking it through quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think he's it's it's got to be in his mind and in the conversation of of whether it's sustainable the way he's swinging. But I don't think he's going to give up on it. I don't either. Right. It's too, it's working too well for him. Right. Think about it. He's he's, you know, one of the most watched players for mm-hmm. all these reasons. You know, even without winning, he's making a lot of money in endorsements and mm-hmm. he's now he's he's dipped into YouTube and he's he's you know, he's creating his own content around it. People want to see what he's doing. Um but you know, it just it just doesn't almost doesn't pass like the sniff test. You got you think like it's it's got to be putting a strain on him and I just wonder. We just don't know a whole lot more than wrist soreness, but it you just makes you wonder is part of this because of this 200 mile an hour ball. Speed. I think he's on a quest, man. He's 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 on a mission for something, and he sees guys like his friend now, Kyle Berkshire, hitting 233, and you know he wants it. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he's just gonna keep going, and his stuff is entertaining. I mean, I could see how people latch on. Some people treat Bryson as kind of like what they call a car accident, like you can't look away because you know it's like a love or hate type guy. But I love the guy. I love his content. I mean, he gets a little nerdy in the weeds with stuff. Like we watched yeah, the yeah, video yeah. the other day. 
But I just feel like what you said before, what he's doing or toward, there's a reason why people are throwing their logos all over his body. You'd be hard pressed to say he wasn't entertaining. There I mean, you go. Because he's That's definitely it. entertaining. That's it. And, and I mean, look, nowadays where everything, all content lives on the internet, people just love something that they can give an opinion on. Yes. Everybody's got an opinion on them. But uh, look, again, it, it's like I said, it was like, like with Tiger. People were saying his back and his back hold up. And now you're talking about somebody who's, you know, into his early 40s. He's still even given the recent car accident. He's still competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's hey, it's these guys bodies, their choice of what they want to do with it. I, I think that as far as things have come with, you know, not, you know, with the whole idea of having like doctors and medical and stuff like that watching over you doing it. I think some of these guys can sustain this for quite yeah, some time. I think so. So I'm hoping that this is just something that kind of. It's a one and done, maybe one week's rest, and he's back at it. But Yeah. By the way, Tiger's odds are like 40 to 1 to win the Masters. And the other day I read an article. Now, I forgot who it was. It wasn't Johnny Miller. It was another one of those gray-haired announcer guys who's an old golfer back in the day. He basically said that he heard through a camp or something that he we won't see Tiger at all in professional golf in 22. Like, he's nowhere near it. He's not going to do it. He said, they said the next time you'll see him is the 2022 PNC Championship. Really? Yeah. And I, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. Too. Totally disagree. That would be a travesty. I think, if anything, if okay, the Masters is a stretch. We're talking less than 100 days away. He's got a lot to go. I mean, he looked great, and he could make that. But if he doesn't, fine. But I think the Open in St. Andrews is 100%. Barring okay. no setbacks between now and then, I think that's 100%. I'm trying to remember who it was, whether it was Price or Faldo. Somebody, it was that was their prediction of his first event back even before he played in the PNC. Yeah, yeah. I but I'll tell you what, let us know what you guys think. Drop in the comment below, what is Tiger's next event? Where do we see him next in the field? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at some of these other events like um, Riviera, like the ones that you know he loves to do. The Riviera one's going to be a um, – it's going to be one that's kind of – close to his heart because that's where it happened right the next day after genesis oh d- yeah it's a year a year um year anniversary so he'll be out there as a host regardless yeah i i just i yeah. i can't unless physically he's not capable of competing i can't imagine tiger taking that much time away from competitive golf because at the end of the day like that much time away it gets even harder to bounce back from I think he's going to want to just get some competitive golf under his belt. And I think what yeah. we saw now we're talking about already it's back in November at the PNC. Yes. He had a cart. Yes. Some of the times we saw him start to uh, look like he was struggling a little bit, a getting little a bit little bit tired, wincing, of, a, yeah, little bit. a little bit of a limp, but I mean, that was already two months ago. I, I mean, I here's can't. the quote here. It, it's Johnny cook, by the way, he's an announcer. He says, uh, tiger's never been a quote show up guy. If his game isn't prime. And that's true. I guess. But Tiger's also been the guy who will play through injury and, and still be competitive. He'll play through it. He'll yeah. play through it. Now, we've seen that before. Yeah. But this guy, he, Johnny Cook, doesn't see it happening in 22. I hope he's wrong. I hope Johnny Cook is wrong. I mean, I, I feel like we're all just purely, like, speculating. Of course. Like, and that's really, really hard to do with an injury or multiple injuries like Tiger had. We have no idea where he's at. Like, no yeah, he was in the PNC. Yeah, we saw him you play know, two rounds of golf. But he could have been grinning barren it the entire way through that, right. just trying to do this event for his son. Like, to me, I well, thought— Well, he knew he had a lot of eyes on him, a lot to prove. He knew he had a lot of eyes on him, but I definitely think that he wanted to 
do that event for Charlie. I, th- I think it First meant something to him First to have Charlie involved in that event. So no doubt. But look how he performed. I understand that, but yeah, he's also the greatest he golfer of all time. So he almost, he almost won it, and he hit every club. You know he hit every club. Not like he shied but off of driver. But it, or anything but like it's that. walking over four rounds to me that I don't see him being able to do. That's yeah. going to be the true test. Walking Augusta right. or something. Because we're talking about uh, PNC was two rounds. Two and he rounds. had a cart. I get that, but like I said, it was also two months ago. And you know, we have all we can do when we speculate is go based on the information that we're getting from other sources and one big source that i keep looking at is the other pga tour players who know him well mm-hmm. who keep saying how how much surprised they are how much further along he is than they thought and how yes. these guys are that that to me is an indication that he's even better than we know yes you're right but i you know i think the reason the only reason this thing got all the hype that it did is because the, the title of the article close friend of tiger says he doesn't think woods will tee it up in 22 yeah but you know what? He's got a lot of close friends, you know, around golf, a and a lot of them say much more promising. Right. Things. Right. So who knows? Anyway, let's. Uh, one thing I, I kind of hinted at earlier that I want to talk about, we're talking about money, um, is this. This is really promising to see this. The U.S. Women's Open purse, it's increasing to ten million in 2022. I could see women's golf really, really exploding. I mean, the Corda sisters are doing a great thing for the game. One hundred percent. I think it's on the move, man. And and I still, I think we saw like the U.S. Women's Amateur, uh, what was it, two years ago now at, at Augusta, uh, got great viewership on the weekend in prime time. Um, there's there's a lot of exciting things happening in women's golf, and I think this is a a wise investment to make because I see the 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 game only continuing to grow uh, to to the female demographic, mm-hmm. and I think by showing that that. We're now having purses that compete with the men's. You're going to see a lot more. It's going to bring a lot more new women golfers into the game. Definitely. In a lot of ways because they're going to see that the work that because we talked about earlier, the incredible amount of work it takes to, to play at the highest level. And if they start to see that the their return on that is starting to be on par with the men, um, you're, you're going to start to see it bring it. more people into and, the game. And you know no what? Doubt. I love it. I love it even more so as a dad to daughters because my daughter will sit down and watch women's golf with me. Right. She won't watch the golf we watch PGA Tour unless Tiger's in the field yeah. because like she knows Tiger. But when she sees like the girls on TV, they're wearing like what she wears, like skirts. Like she's like she's eight, my daughter, and she's like into it, you know, because she sees a competitive sport yeah. by girls. By the way, I told her the other day, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I said, and I says, I know you like watching Charlie and Tiger. I was like, can you do me a favor and try to marry Charlie so that Tiger can be like your father-in-law? <laughs> oh That'd be like God. the coolest part of my life. <laughs> this guy's daughter is what eight years old, and he's already betrothed. Four her. years. Come on. And, and and I said, imagine if we were going with well, Christmas dinners at Tiger's house this year. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's got her married off already. That's hilarious. But no, this is great news. I think it's great for mm. that. And, and and also, like you were talking about, this is not a one and done thing. They were saying that the purse is going to be. Um, you know, every over the next five years, it's going to keep increasing. So it's going to be 11 million and then 12 million eventually over the it's next amazing. five years. And I think the other thing that this does is it it's a headline grabber yep. in a lot of ways. And I think it's going to do is it's it's a commitment by you know uh, the you know the U.S. Open, the USGA to spend the dollars to bring more eyeballs in because I think it'll also bring more men to watch. And think about it, grabs the headline. These, these girls are playing for 10 million. These women are playing for First 10 prize, million. First prize, 1.8 million this 12 year. Million. Yeah. I think more of us are going to turn it on. And then the, the other thing that's cool is that they've really made a commitment to, to 
to hosting at some incredible venues, some some of the uh, America's best golf courses. Those are things that are going to bring needles. Can you guys give me some uh, a little bit of background? Like, what are the men making? Like, so I don't watch a lot of golf. The men's U.S. Open top prize is probably like two point two, two point four million. Okay, so it's. The, the gap is getting it's a lot, a lot, lot smaller. With smaller. these numbers, it's getting a lot closer. That's right. awesome. One hundred percent. I mean, the, the winner will be taking home uh, of this U.S. Women's Open, U.S. Open, um, more than what the men take on a, an average weekly tournament. Right, because the the majors, don't forget, will always bring a bigger purse. Mm-hmm. It'll so this is a major. It'll bring a bigger purse. But I think this this you know lifts everything. When you start to see like one or two would start to do and this. And now you've got big names like Danielle Kang, Nelly Korda, Lexi Thompson. Like now they're all gonna be duking it out for one point eight million. Like now you've got it. It's getting a little more competitive, right. more right. excitement. And it just shows the, the that at the end of the day, the numbers gotta make sense for the sponsors too. That's it true. just shows the eyeball. So now you've got this company ProMedica, which mm. is gonna be like the the main it's a it's a non profit um, health and well being organization. They're they're the presenting sponsor, so it's a pretty penny that they're throwing towards it. Um, but again, I, I think it's just one more way that's going to help cast women's golf more into the spotlight. And the one thing that I consistently hear over and over are from people who do watch more LPGA tour events is how good it is, how entertaining it is. So I think it's more so it's getting people in that door, getting, you know, people to actually sit down and watch. And once they do it becomes more of a regular thing. It's mm-hmm. just getting them over that line because there's just a lot of people who just haven't seen what's going on on the LPGA tour. You know, you they hear haven't. rumblings, and then now it's like, okay, you watch it and be like, oh, I could see this is something that I could get into. No matter, you know, we're not just saying like increasing viewership among female golfers, male golfers exactly. too. Like everyone watching more of it. It's some great things going on over there, and I think we're just going to see and hear more and more of it. I agree. As it as I it agree. progresses. Um, all right, Mike. Let's uh, do a quick word from our sponsor. And then after that, I want to dive into. We've got a. We got a couple more things that we want to. We want to chat about some some golf stuff that's trending on Reddit. And then we've got a brand new segment. We're calling Bank It or Shank It. We're going to get you guys involved in the comments. We want to hear whether you're banking it or shanking it. <laughs> and of course, we got to talk about some big, you know, hot button uh, yes. topics. You know, one and big one is Patrick Reed. You know, anytime Patrick, Patrick Reed comes up you're gonna have some polarized opinions. So we're gonna dive into that in a second. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. All right, guys, this podcast is sponsored by Titleist and the evolution of the T-Series advances Titleist even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world. New materials, new processes, new refinements, power, new precision that must be felt to believe. Each model is an instrument of exacting performance passed from Titleist R&D to Tour Pros to you. And we talked about it earlier, talking about Cam Smith winning with a uh, full bag of Titleist. And he's got those new Titleist T-Series T100 irons in the bag. It certainly worked for him. And it's working for us. Both of us have... uh, upgraded to the new generation we both did our what's in the bag videos recently where we ran through them but like it says here you guys got to go out and try them uh get get make a commitment to go out there get fit uh there's so much in that new t-series line from the t100s t100s t200 t300 there's something in there for every golfer and i love the idea that you can really mix and match these come up with a mix set that really works for you in the different areas of your game where you need the most improvement or be able to take advantage of that technology. So the new Titleist T-Series, precision made, precision played. Check them out at Titleist.com. And a big thanks to FootJoy. Guys, it's cold. I mean, think, think today's the coldest day of the year, right? Uh, nine, nine degrees, it said. Nine car, degrees. Here. Nine degrees Fahrenheit. And if there was not snow on the ground, we might have played today. 
We might have played. We played in 28 degrees. So, I mean, there's nothing stopping us. And that's just because a company like FootJoy, they create clothing and accessories that helps make every day playable. We talk about it all the time. And, you know, things that kept us alive last week were things like that phase one base lever layer that thermal yeah. and you know th- i love the apparel that these guys are coming out with because they're not just sticking with the old styles from the past they're 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 morphing into some of those modern looks like that hybrid hoodie which i love yeah it's acceptable Great on the to see golf them get into the hoodie game yeah. you know and it's like it's not it's, it's the quality it's just legit i mean they know what they're doing um that it's it's got this panel insulation to beat cold temperatures uh but it it, it maintains and i love this line maintain complete mobility and that's important we talk about it all the time i have my what's in the bag coming out today in fact on the on the on the main channel and at the end of the video i talk about mobility through the golf swing especially with that hydro yeah. tour rain jacket which is like second skin but it keeps you so warm out there I'm anybody like, could be warm if they went out there like george costanza and the gore-tex right right and he couldn't move couldn't move the the, the art that foot joy has perfected is by keeping you both warm and comfortable but that movement that there's movement. no restriction and, and there's a the lot part. that goes into designing clothes that they're able to there's move a lot of specifically for golf exactly so yeah. you, you got to see it to believe it check it out go to footjoy.com uh you can get everything there uh check it out you will not be disappointed and it may just extend your golf season trust me hey more golf is always good yep all right back to the show all right so mike before we we dive into this new segment one thing i definitely want to talk about uh because it, it is cold here today like i said nine degrees um as much as we'll play in it, as long as there's no snow in the ground, I still like that escape. So hoping to, to, to get back to traveling a little bit. So what do we got on the agenda for this well, year? Well, it's, it's, it's sad that, you know, next week would have been the week we would have been in Orlando for the PGA show. Yeah, and it looking like the they may pull the plug. They might pull it. the plug. I think yeah, with it, Omicron and the surging numbers, I, I think I've heard rumblings that the, the PGA show might be uh, canceled this year. But not, no official word just yet. Right. I mean, so you and I, we've shifted our, th- our I guess, thinking to let's just go somewhere warm and play golf, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so we can go play some uh, warm weather golf and create some fun videos for you guys. So we're actually in the pri- – I, I got a call today after the show with uh, Innisbrook. So we'll be heading down to Innisbrook. If you guys are familiar, um, Zach, let's see some Innisbrook photos here. Look at that. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So this is where they play the Valspar every year. And if we're lucky enough to get there in February, the stands and everything, the grandstands for the Valspar will be up. So we'll be playing it in some prime PGA Tour conditions. But it's a, it's fingers crossed. And I say that because, let's be real, the golf industry is doing really well right now. Yeah. So a lot of golf resorts are just packed. They're packed throughout the year. They're packed even through. I mean, I bet Pebble Beach is packed, you know, all the way through the fall at this point. And it's great. It's great to see. So speaking of which, yes, my father's rubbing it in. Uh-oh. So what is he's, he he's in Florida right now. Okay. And he's traveling. He's playing. So he's been at Doral. Oh, sure. He's posting sure. his pictures. Right. In. He's and he just he'll just I'll just get a picture with him saying. Uh, teen off at two. You yeah. know what I mean? I send him back pictures of a frozen parking lot outside the office window. Uh, but I tell That's you great. what, he's right now, my father too, talk about coming back from injury. He thought a year ago he was never going to be able to play golf again uh, because he, he was really struggling with some some injuries and lingering injuries. But he's he's back, man. He's he, back. Listen to this. Uh-oh. The other day, he played his first round, shot 81. Uh, today, he just texted me 9, 9 a.m. He said uh, yesterday he had one of his best rounds, shot 74 on a par 71 course. Guys, lights out again. Lights out. Just when you think. I can beat him. Don't you think you're he's out? G- I'm knocking on the door that they I can finally beat him. He's he's got me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. speaking of travel, last year a big one, Pinehurst. Pinehurst so was probably one of my I favorite. Gotta, can I tell this story? 
you want to tell, tell the, the behind the scenes story? You, you want you want to tell it? I you could tell it. I'll tell it. Go ahead. Okay, so here we go. So one thing that I had no idea, and I discovered this after. I waited till after to tell you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Wait till after to tell. And I think it came out by mistake. Like he slipped out. Like he was like something about like how about that room service or how about that ice cream or whatever. And I'm yeah. Like, what is he talking about? Because you gotta understand something. When we are filming these these travel series, like we are going nonstop. So we're usually playing thirty six in a day. And anytime we're not playing, we're filming. We're, we're filling it up with extra stuff that we can do. Then we filming. have to feed ourselves, and then like we literally back well, to our also, hotel yeah, room by like ten. Surviving, right? So we right. got to eat. But what I'm saying is, let's say you take a round that might be four hour, five hour round. There's also a little bit of travel in between, getting from course to course, and add another maybe hour onto that when we're there, getting some drone footage, doing things like that. So you're effectively running from sun up to sundown. So usually, what'll happen is we'll go back to the room. Uh, and then it, everybody kind of crashes. Right. However, we one, do the content swap first. We do the content swap. So a big part of that is that I'm, I've always been hyper paranoid. The last thing on earth you want to do is film this whole series and, and, and lose all that, that content, yeah. that stuff that you film. So I've got this whole process where I'll, I'll dump everything onto external drives and I'll get it up on, onto, into Dropbox. And in case I lose an external <laughs> drive driving home or something like that, Frank's hotel room is like the New York stock exchange hub. It's where everything gets plugged in and prepared and and charged up for the next day exactly okay. so what i will bring is i'll bring a huge power strip with me that has about 15 different plugs because at any time i'm, I'm usually charging somewhere around 10 camera batteries uh drone like multiple drone batteries oh, yeah. uh everything like that so i'm getting all that charged so i i joke that i fall asleep at night just to that faint glow of like all these little like little LED lights, so the green and red just kind of like flashing on and off of just like all the stuff charging. So, but I just try, I just go to bed and try to recharge. Mike across the way is a totally different story. totally different life. My man's got no commitments. He's got nothing charging in there. He's got maybe he plugs his cell phone in, but then tell him what you did. So on the TV at Pinehurst in the Carolina Hotel, the first channel is the room service menu. First channel, channel one. Which I didn't even get time to turn he on even, the He didn't TV. even look for the remote in his room. Right. And I'm like, all right, it's late. It's like nine o'clock. I was like, let's turn on. I think I turned on, uh, I don't know, Family Guy or something that was on TV. And I was like, I'm hungry. I want a snack. Midnight snack. I see ice cream sundae. <laughs> <laughs> I called down to room service. I said, this ice cream sundae looks great. I'd like one of those and two bottles of water, please. Right. Now, it was. I think it was like a $14 sundae easily because this was... Which, by the way, Mike... One thing I definitely will give him, as much as I'm in charge of the batteries, Mike is in charge of the finance when we travel. Yes. So Mike, Mike could charge anything to that room, and I wouldn't know about it. Well, that's your problem. You got access to all those. I know, but <laughs> I, I know you, you're good with it. You rely on it. So yeah, Mike pays the bill. The bill, he has his credit card. We yeah. put it, so I, you could get away with many Sundays, and I would not I, know. I could. Yeah. I could. I don't, but now I could, now okay. knowing that, that I, I'm going to order it every night. But so- this Sunday was by far the best Sunday I've ever had in my life. It came with a scoop of strawberry, a scoop of chocolate, a scoop of vanilla. And in the strawberry, there was like Reese's Pieces. Like in the vanilla, there was caramel. Like they really knew what they were doing there. It was weird. And you, with the bananas and the hot fudge, I'm sitting there in my bed. I'm just eating it. I ate the whole thing. It was like 1,400 calories, two bottles of water. It's a tale of two rooms. So picture me, rooms. I'm in that, my room like with this, like this flashing lights just trying to get some sleep and worrying about like, are these batteries going to be charged by next morning? And there's Mike in the other room. <laughs> He's just got a Sunday. He's watching Family Guy. So the clip came on the other day, and I don't know if we have this. Do we have this clip? We no, don't have we'll, the clip We'll here. find this clip. But yeah. the, 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 um, 
the Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm. We always refer back to the Seinfeld episodes. The Seinfeld episode comes on with Kenny Rogers Roasters Chicken. Yep. Right. And I and I sent it to Mike and I said, I'm Jerry. Lay, when they switched rooms and yep. I'm Jerry laying in the room with like the, the, the glow, glow of the light yep. and he's Kramer in the other room eating <laughs> hot wings in bed no eating the chicken wings in bed <laughs> I go that that was that was us so if you guys ever wondered what happens behind, between the scenes you know it's great if, that's if it. you literally if this was like a movie because we were in the same uh, our, our hotel rooms were literally next to each other so yeah. if it was like no walls and the camera just panned Pivot. down the hall it literally the tale of two life it lines right really down. it really it is. was a great it was great and i had no idea he was living his best life in there and i, I think you should come down and hang out every now and then let me ask you something that happened more than one night didn't it i i swear it's it's been a one time only but I you think didn't it order that sunday two nights in a row no i got it on the last night okay. i was like the last night we were there all right but if i got it on the first night it would have had a, a celebration night. sunday without even telling me. i'll tell you what next time we go out sunday on me next travel series <laughs> it's on you. It's on you. Put everything. Okay. Anyway, we'll put that uh, one out of my own pocket. Let's let's bad. jump right into bank it or shank it. All yeah. right. So this is a new series, the new segment we're going to do uh, as often as we can here. We're going to talk about whether you bank it or shank it. We want you guys to weigh in. So make sure you let us know in the comments. Obviously, this should be self-explanatory. But if we're banking it, we like it. If we're shanking it, it's got to go. Right. Go. right. So the big one of the big news that's hits this week is that Patrick Reed has joined PXG. Um, I got to ask you, you bank it or you shank it? What, what do you what do you think about this? This whole deal in general? This Patrick I mean, Reed and this whole deal. I shank it. Shank it. Uh, you're pa- wait, let's first tell no, everyone I, you're a Patrick if you just Reed said Patrick guy. Reed, bank it or shank it. I'd say bank it. OK, because you're a Reed guy. You like Reed. I like Reed. I mean, I, I know a lot of people hate him. Uh, there's a lot of hatred towards him and the way he approaches the game and some of his cheating and things like that. But I, I don't mind him. I think he's a great player. He's a Masters winner. He's going to be at that Masters dinner every year for the rest of his life. Certainly everybody likes him when uh, the Ryder Cup and stuff rolls around. They love him. Captain America. He didn't make it last year, though, yeah, which no, was the big hunk. I know. But I think him him in general, fine. I'll bank it. I'm shanking as far as it, it, if the, the PXG route for him. I know it's, it's a risky play. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob Parsons. Taking yeah. some risks on guys and and them taking risks on a on a on a club and I I do do PXG troops kind of stick with it or do they come and they go? They don't seem to be pretty consistent. I'm trying to think of some of the other PXG guys. I think Billy Horschel was PXG for a while. I don't know if he still is. I but think he still might be. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe they do. I mean, for those reasons that you say you're you're shanking it, I'm kind of banking it. I think that okay. this is like I think this is a good match mm-hmm. because. Yeah, as you said, Bob Parsons does things a little bit different. PXG does some things a little different. Um, they are inc- it's incredible equipment, no doubt. So we're pairing, you know, one of the world's best golfers with some of the best equipment out there. Um, I think that the PXG is not afraid to take risks, and I think that they're they're you know it it, it takes any sponsor. I think because Reed is so polarizing, it takes going out out on the limb a little bit. So yes. in that way, I think it's a good matchup between the two because mm. I think you get a company like that that's you know owned by some a bigger personality as as, as uh, Bob Parsons is and just say like if anyone's going to take a gamble and say I'm, I'm going to you know because at any time a guy like Reed could do something like we've had the quote unquote cheating incidents yeah. right could do something that generates a lot of bad press yeah so it takes a little bit of guts to, to be behind him as a sponsor that's what i think more so it's it's more so, so guts I, on that side and that's where i'm saying i think there it was smart of two kind of blaze your own trail personalities 
getting together and taking a mutual gamble. I wonder what they pay him for that. That's a great question. I didn't. I don't even know how many year deal it was. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it said it in that. I don't even know what any players sure. make from club companies. I don't think. I don't know if they publish it. They don't. I don't even think he's going full bag. Oh really? Because in that know. image, he was decked out. He had the hat. He had everything. He was going. All right, I might be wrong. Usually, but when you get guys who do that that type of commitment, they're full bag guys. But there definitely has been uh, in the last week. There has been a com- uh, equipment change where the person was not picking up the full bag. So it might yeah. have been Patrick yeah. Reed this week, but I'm just not 100 percent sure. I wonder if guys make more on tour from apparel deals, like Speed's twenty million a year from Under Armour, or Rory's twenty. What like those speculative deals? Yeah, they're apparel. Uh, I mean, they billboard killing. They I'm must. Sure, for, for apparel. They must make more money on apparel than yeah than club- the clubs. Yeah. It's tough to say. I mean, because it also comes the question of like the pockets. How deep are the pockets? Does the apparel side make more money than definitely? I mean, if you're yeah. on the yeah, if, if you're talking week, to Under Armour. I guess. And you think about like I mean, Nike, Under how much Nike makes in apparel. Especially if you're a big name. Like Brooks's outfits for the for the U.S. Open. Crazy. You know, it's got to be so valuable for them. Look company. at Nike. They got out of the equipment game. Just to focus But on they them. were an apparel company to start. Right. They're, you don't have a lot of companies that are both. They were also in equipment the, and apparel. They were also in the Tiger game. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, like PXG is not an apparel company. You no. Know what I mean, it's just that they have apparel to promote. Of course. But of course. anyway, right, let us know here? whether you guys are banking that or shanking that one. And the next one here is go back to Bryson. Talking about Bryson, another big polarizing character. Uh, bank it or shank it, Bryson wins a major this year, 2022. I'm going to bank it, and I'm going to say U.S. Open in Brookline. Okay. I think that's the course that he shortens. I think just like he did at Wingfoot, yep. I think he's going to have the same success dominating the field as a longer ball hitter. I don't think he does well in the other ones, but I think the U.S. Open this year is his one. I'm going to bank it. I, I love it. I, I know what? I'm going to bank it, too, and I don't know. I, I think the best chance is going to be the U.S. Open, but I think he's got a good shot at, like, the Open Championship. Uh, you know, we know that, that St. Andrews is not some a course that you just raw over power, um, but, but I think it's more so Bryson thinks differently. And I remember Tiger won there by never he, – he made his way around that course without hitting one bunker. You don't hit a bunker, you win, right? Correct. Because that's the way it's going to really punish you. That and the greens are punishing. Right. But we see, like, with, with Augusta – now, it didn't work out for him, but we saw Bryson using, like, Google Earth to find different paths and shots <laughs> of the green. Right. I mean, if he's doing that on that level, you never know. He may play it differently. But you're right, though. The U.S. Open uh, in, in Massachusetts – the story, it's inevitable. We're going to see all the clips that are going to come out leading up to it of people dropping balls in the rough yep. because, you know, it's, it's a very similar type of grass type that we saw at Wingfoot. Mm-hmm. And they're going to grow that rough in like mad. But yeah. we saw with Bryson, he didn't really care about that. He still just pounded driver and he still had what it took to get it on the green from the rough. 100 yards out like the, it didn't seem to stop him he powered right through it yeah 100 percent. so i think that's that's a winning formula for him i really do i think it is and i think he's got uh, a few majors I, I even think brooks wins one of these this year you know maybe that, that pga at southern hills you know looking at that but back on bryson i i think that's the one for him and i don't think his little wrist injury now has, is going to affect him at all going into this year i think it's just a minor setback right a minor now. setback uh, he'll one be thing that i wonder though is if he'll ever win the masters he might be one of those guys that just gets tripped up by augusta it happens i don't think so you don't think so uh, you know what i'm going to give you a you bonus don't think he wins or you don't think he gets tripped up 
I definitely don't think he wins. Yeah. You don't per think person. Wins? I think it's a different animal. It's yeah. It's a totally I, different animal. Back on the open, by the way. Going back to my, my, I mean, we joke about video games, but I remember going back when I played the WGT yeah, game. Yeah. I played from the tips. There were at least three to four holes on that game that were drivable. Yes. You drove one. Yes. Now, you know, not from the tips, life. but no, yes. but still. But imagine these, yes. the tips aren't that much further back at the ocean course. Uh, the ocean course at, at the old course. There are some hidden ones. There I will say that. We didn't see them. If you, we, I, I, see I, them. I, no, the reason I know that because I asked that question because I was saying like, this doesn't seem like a course that could play long enough for a major when we were there because we were playing we weren't playing the I'm forward thinking about tees the first and 18th means. hole how they would move any of those back but right so we're with the tees where we were playing there was only one set of tees behind us right, right? you play based on your handicap the starter will tell so you the first you're the rna right behind you you can't right. go back any further right. right so i asked that and they said there are some you would never know unless a, a caddy co- to point them uh, out to you okay there are ones that are oh, across like a street or further back that they put those tees for gotcha. those guys gotcha because okay. if you look at the yardage they, they are able to stretch it out a little bit but they're never going to get they're never going to make it that long it's not going to be like it was at the ocean course and we're setting records of, of length so you're right there's a lot of ways that but those racing pot could bunkers, shorten the heck out of bunkers will protect it yes so you try to go long and you miss that fairway and you roll into one exactly so unlike where we're talking about like uh you know here in the northeast where we can say he could really hit drive the ball and then the worst thing that's going to happen is going to be in some deep rough and 120 out. that yeah the difference is you try to overpower. If you miss just a little bit at the old course, you could be tucked up against a wall in one of those we pop 50 bunkers. shots in those bunkers alone. Right, and you have to take your lumps and hit it out to the side sometimes. Distance doesn't do anything for you. Not to mention wind. Right. And if the wind is up and the weather, you don't know what it might be. So I think I agree with you. His best chance is going to be at the U.S. Open. You guys let us know what you think. Are you banking it or shanking it? Bryson wins a major this year. I'm going to give you one bonus, bank it or shank it, because it got me thinking. Good. Bank it or shank it. Does Rory McIlroy ever win a green jacket? Now, this uh, is a tough one because his performance there year over year, it just seems to be the place that he struggles. But you know he's got the game to it's do. It's so hard because that you know you you want to bank it. You I really want to bank it. But I like we said, I think Augusta just gets into some people's heads. Yeah, they like that's the missing link for him. Like, what's the missing link for Phil winning a uh, a U.S. Open? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's those ones that like they just it's in their head. It's got their number. Right. But the, U- the U.S. Open's a little different animal because it changes his venue. It, it makes me wonder. You got it. a guy like Rory who's got a lot more good years in him. And as his career progresses, he, there's going to be certain notches in his belt that he's going to want uh, more and more. Right. You could take a guy like that if you want to put a full commitment. And I understand like, you know, it's still like you said, all those intangibles of like your history there and stuff. But he could, you know, take it where he, he'll go there, you know, he'll skip an event, go there a week early and practice for two weeks at Augusta. I just don't think it's enough. I don't think venue change has so anything So you're shanking it. I'm going to shank it. I'm going to shank it, man. I mean, listen, I mean, I, I just think it's something about that course. Like, if you were training me to fight, and like, every year I want you to fight Floyd Mayweather, eventually you're going to beat him. No, I'm not. <laughs> right, but you're not Rory McIlroy. You know? Well, if I was a, a good fighter, and I was going against the best fighter every year, yeah. there may be a chance that I could keep training and training to but try But what if you're try, one of the all-time best fighters going against the best Well, you fighters. put it that way. Because we're talking, don't forget who we're talking about. We're talking about Rory McIlroy here. Yeah, I'm, I'm shanking it because... Frank, you said he's got a lot of good years ahead of him. Yeah. I'm just wondering if he's got if the best years of his game are behind him. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna say what I don't think they are. I think uh, the only thing that that's behind Rory is that the fields are getting harder and harder. The competition is getting harder and harder. But he's in peak. 
He's he's healthy. Yeah, I think mental he's not toughness. plagued by injury. Mental toughness doesn't get old either. Yeah, that sticks with you. He, he's he's in uh, peak performance. Mm-hmm. Like the guy is is you know is physically is a specimen. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that he he might link up with the right mental game coach that might have, if it is a mental thing that, that that's struggling with with Augusta. But I think you give him in his career maybe he's got ten more really good shots at yeah. it. 10 more really good 10 years of 10 good runs at it i'm gonna bank it i think rory gets that green jacket before it's all over okay but i think he needs a win unders and he's got to win again he's got to get that winning vibe that feel again yeah yes and and he's capable of it he's still you know pulls in one or two a season you know here and there between here and the and the uh european tour um but yes, I, I think confidence is going to be a huge thing. See him start to win again, and if he and if he wins at the right time, like leading into, I always wonder if it's that time in the schedule that's tough for him. Mm-hmm. You know, early early on in the schedule, right. April. Um, but I just think that the commitment's going to be there. I think um, he's good friends with guys like like Tiger, who uh, you know, who as they wind down might start to give him a little more insight. Right now, right. Tiger doesn't doesn't want anyone to know all of what he knows about Augusta because he's still thinking he's winning there. Exactly. And, and I wouldn't yeah, I disagree in a lot of ways. Him. So who knows? Well, we'll have to wait and see. April is right around the corner. But, hey, enjoying this segment. We'll get some new ones for you guys every week. Uh, make sure you let us know in the comments and uh, for each one of these whether you think it's going to happen or it's not. Um, but anyway, that – Also, sorry. Go ahead. Real quick, no, cut go in ahead. here. Get it. If get you it. guys have any Bank It or Shank It ideas – Submit them to the Golf Podcast Instagram page. That's right. And we'll get them on the show, and we'll get you credit in there. And you'll be, it's like you'll be a part of the show. That's exactly right. Throw them in there. Ask us the in. questions. Slide in. Stump us a little bit. We're, we're happy to, to debate it. Anyway, that's everything we have for you guys this week. You can get to the show notes by going to golficity.com. I've said that now 410 times, and I still can't get it right. Still Mike. can't get it. You'll get it. Anyway, one day. episode 410. So it's golficity.com slash episode 410. 10 and like i said before make sure you guys smash that subscribe button uh we got the brand new channel we're gonna be doing a lot more with it this year so we want to make sure we grow that so make sure you guys uh, hit that subscribe button and we'll see everybody again next week 